Yo, you know what, man? I thought it was just straight up mean, but it's not that bad. This is legit a well-crafted song. (laughs) I'm going to put it. I'm going to put my name behind this song. It should be nominated for a Grammy. And this was made like maybe two years ago. (laughs) But I think we should just do this. Stop looking at me like this, Josh. Listen, bro. Good music uh, is good music. I'll never say that you can't dream, man. Thank God you're allowing me to dream. Um, but yeah, this is the new Jump City podcast starting on a bitter note because no, some people can't have fun. You had to drag it. It was a cool song. Were you making it sound like it's juice? I get excited. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> but yeah, this is it. This is where, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Christian Espinal. I am your host. And right beside me is my co-host, Joshua Cole. What up? Yeah. What up? What up? What up? Hell yeah. Okay. Very excited to be here. A lot of a uh, lot of shit to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, let's get into plugs. Uh, you can find me on social media at uh, the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram, JD Cole underscore thirty seven. Oh yeah. yeah, and then we have our beautiful producer, Mister so- Brian Boss here. Say hello to the people, Brian. Oh shit, my mic's still on. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm Brian, and <laughs> you can find me at Saucy Brian Bossy on a bunch of different social medias. And I think I might be Brian J Bone on Facebook, but I got to be honest with you, I have not been on <laughs> in months and months and months and months. Yeah, so we'll have to find friend out him. right now. Friend him immediately. I think I saying. deactivated, to be honest with you. No, I can message you. Oh, you can message me. So on you're the... still around. Okay, I'm already on this way too much. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> back to my to my hole. uh all right um yeah oh before we started i wanted to talk i saw endgame uh i just saw endgame yesterday no way dead ass oh (laughs) man how'd you like it oh it was was good it It was was really good man it was exciting it was everything it should have been man yeah i know for what it for a movie maybe we'll talk about it a little more in depth next week because yeah yeah we gotta let it we gotta give it a little bit more time Uh, because i didn't think i would see it that soon honestly i watched it like on the friday like it came out I just got lucky and found a decent seat. And, uh, yeah, I've had a little bit more time to digest it. Uh, I have thoughts. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll get into that next week. But yeah, So yeah. stay tuned, everybody. Make sure you give that uh, subscribe button a smash. Uh, give us a positive rating or whatever you guys want to do. Uh, it'll help us out with the algorithm. The more, like, just a simple five-star click just it puts us up a little higher on the iTunes and people can find us more. Uh, so please do that. And also we have an email now, uh, newjumpcity at gmail.com. Oh, wait, uh, newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Uh, find us there. Uh, let us know what you want us to do. If you want us to do anything particular next week, because uh, Jump is not around next week. So we'll have like a big cap in what we usually talk about uh, to do whatever we want. Uh, but it looks like it's probably going to be an end game discussion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> It was uh, a good movie, man. Yeah, so, yeah, do that shit. And uh, spoiler alert, as usual, before we get into this, uh, we're about to get uh, knee-deep in some spoilers. So, uh, pre-prepared as we dive into Black Clover. Hell yeah. Chapter 203, Breaking the Seal. Uh, we start off where we last left off. Uh, this demon dude has summoned this strange eggplant banana tree thing. Yes. 
and it's given Yami and this girl Charla unleashed a hard time here. Uh, they're barely like all their magic is just ineffective against it, um, and it b- even burns up Yami's hand pretty bad, uh, or his arm, like from his up up to his forearm. It's pretty wild, and um, the He's demons all, his power. Yeah, the demons all like cocky now. Mr. Captain Hot Topic is over here just now. <laughs> I mean, even more so. Like he's like, yeah, you thought you could get me. <laughs> Don't you have a chance? Yeah. So, uh, his magic uh, seeps into uh, where Yuno and Asta are. Uh, Uno and and uh, Patri try to destroy the magic with their magic, but it is ineffective because this thing eats magic. Uh, Asta saves this healing girl and the uh, other elf bad guy. Forget his name, and then he gets devoured by the magic, which is a bad thing, everyone. You know Ast is going to have a tough time out of this one because it's eating everyone's... Oh, wait, no. Literally the next page. He's fine. <laughs> you couldn't wait he for is that fine. one, huh? Ugh. I bet you thought about this I, part yeah, before I've been thinking about it all week. <laughs> Yo. I was so upset. What would you expect, bro? He's anti-magic. It's not even It's not even a thing to him. Like, it doesn't even... Like, it's all over him. His skin, even, it's not even hurting him. The banana eggplants you're talking about? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, of course not, man. Come on, it's Asta. He lifts weights. And works hard, and he's positive. Yeah. That's not going to stop him. Because yeah. it's like th- nothing, no- nothing can beat this. Like he's got the ultimate weapon. He's like th- that's why it's so boring to watch him do anything. <laughs> he's got his ass whipped a few times. It really who? I can't name them because I don't remember, <laughs> bro. Come on, yeah, that's you can't remember fair. because it you don't remember happens. people. Do you remember anybody's names from 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 past arcs? I don't even remember the name of the witches when it was yeah. over there because nobody leaves an impact because no one's a fucking threat to Asta oh ever. My gosh, man. Well, he's not even like the new soul. They're looking challenged right now, bro. He ain't doing nothing to them eggplants. He just he cut through them didn't. all. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> well, the zero suspense. This guy came alive. Look at your boy, the prince. What guy? Oh, wait, we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, basically, after Asta uh, breaks out of the thing, they all decide that Asta, Patri, and Yuno uh, should go up and uh, defend. Uh, oh, go help Yami upstairs since they seem to know what's going on. It's, uh, so they go do that. And meanwhile, uh, Finral revives uh, what appears to be the first wizard king named Prince. Or as I like to refer to him, the Wizard King, formerly known as Prince. Eh? Eh? I don't know what's more uh, <laughs> corny, his name or that uh, I that loved, joke. I loved it. I That's know, the name man. of the episode today. I'm putting it on record. <laughs> the Wizard, formerly known as Prince. Oh, and look what Nero turned into. Yeah, Nero turns into a sundere. <laughs> <laughs> she just turns into this little girl with horns on it. Turns out. Nero was a human person this entire time. <laughs> 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 yeah, she did. It went from a bird to a full-on trope. Yeah, full-on uh, person. Which I don't, I'm not mad at. I'm not, uh, you know. I'd hope not. He's only had two panels. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I don't hate it. I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, so Prince, the, the first wizard king, he summons this weird spear thing. Or arrow, is that an arrow? More like... Uh, he grabs he, and he launches himself and Nero and Finral. Uh, oh yeah, there's a little bit of expo- that explains like why this even happened. Apparently, like Nero's the one who turned him into stone to uh, to preserve his life during the final battle against this giant demon thing. 
then they blast off with this th- with this uh, spell that the first wizard king goes off on, and they drop Fenrir off somewhere, and then they head off to battle. And that's pretty much the end of the chapter. Yeah, they're about to go wreck house, I guess. Yeah, you know? I like this chapter. Um, cool. You know, I know I'm like hard on Asta, but <laughs> yeah, but Asta is <laughs> the understand. worst part of the series. Everybody else is cool except for him. You know, like I, I like pretty much the entire supporting cast of Black Clover, except for Asta. I mean, hopefully this thing actually gives him a challenge or whatever. Maybe this is just one spell he can fight against, but it's it's just broken, and it's not fun broken. I think they'll figure a way to challenge him, though, because at the end of the day, it's just... He makes every fight a matter of, like, will, like, brute strength and will. So I guess what I'd like to see is them kind of evolve past that. I kind of want to see him... You know what? I, I think I'm underselling him right now. I think we both are, man. He's pulled off some real clever stuff. It's, yeah, you're right. It's just the fact that he has that the, the anti-magic sword and it can just cleave through everybody. You know, yeah. it can just, oh, you got all this cool shit that I got to worry about? No, I don't. So Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, this, is, this is a regular thing with Shonen P, like a protagonist where they're, they kind of just bludgeon their way through everything, but it feels more blatant when it's Asta. Yeah, I guess that's the key, right? Because you know, you always know that a main character is going to find a way to get through. You know, the 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 way the writing goes makes it more tense, right? Yeah, this is this doesn't it's not it doesn't make you tense. I'm just real yeah. relaxed reading this, like, oh, cool. I wonder what happens next. But there's just not that uh, I'm not that invested. I remember in the scene in Naruto where like he's uh he's got to get to Gara. Like, way early when uh, the Sand Village attacks. And, um, like, he has to go through, like, Gara's defenses because he's got the ultimate defense. All the sand is protecting him. And he's, like, got the monster thing going already. Yeah. So he uses clones to maneuver in the air. And then, like, does the Thousand Years of Death with a kunai knife. And that's, <laughs> like, different. That's, like, real. Like, you know that Naruto's yeah. just going to do something, like, bludgeon his way through. But at least... This time he had to do a little more like yeah there was some finesse you know what I yeah. mean there was there was it, it was thought out yeah there's no finesse to Asta no not at all <laughs> only when they're in like team fights he pulls they they pull off some cool stuff yeah yeah it's just we don't see enough of it we'll see but uh, yeah man. generally pretty good about the series I'm excited to see what uh, the Wizard King formerly known as Prince does uh, looking forward to it uh, moving on to Food Wars Shokugeki no Soma. Three, uh, chapter 309, uh, True Intentions. Uh, this chapter starts out, uh, everybody naked. Uh, every Everybody's naked, and everybody's just like, what are we going to do now? Yeah, down to the underwear, for sure. Everybody's naked. And we get a little flashback scene. There's a lot of flashback scenes uh, explaining a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I guess giving us uh, more perspective. Yeah, they are. Erina's mom seems to uh, approve of uh, Asahi's cooking, and Erina's sad because she's never really gotten that approval from her. Um, then we cut back to the present, and Alice and Hisako are here to do fucking jack shit. I don't know even know why they're here. To make her feel better. Oh, but they're not the only ones that have arrived. Yeah, because Joichiro and Jin and Azami has come through, which I figured was going to happen eventually. Like, they always... I feel like not a lot of time has passed for this to be really effective. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But like we literally just we saw have this to guy. take it for what it is, man. You know what you know what time it is. Yeah, 
Uh, he's like changed his ways, I guess. He's uh, he's got his hair back down to where it used to be. It's not slicked back and Eisenish anymore. Um, he's very humble. He looks like how he did when he was a yeah. young boy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he pretty much gives uh, his backstory with how uh, he gives an episode of How I Met Your Mother to Erina. Uh, we needed this. Yeah, that's I for mean, sure. You know, it's they meet very similar to the way that uh, Soma and Erina met. Actually, you know, uh, Azami tries to give her food and she calls it disgusting, and he spends the rest of his life trying to prove her wrong. And apparently, he does because she marries him and has a kid with him. Uh, and then they. Uh, this is this uh this whole thing with uh Mana, who is Erna's mom, she's she's like also in the storm. The storm in this series, there's this like a uh, metaphor for like being burnt out creatively. Uh it's like all these chefs are walking through a storm, you know, and uh every every sh- every dish takes a little bit out of them and it, it's not too long before they're just out of ideas and just exhausted by by trying to be the best of the time. Uh, and she seems to be overtaken by that. A zombie sees that, and for some reason she just leaves them. I'm not sure why. Because she's a piece of shit mother. Yeah, that's like it doesn't. Fe- <laughs> yeah, I hope this is <laughs> more explanation than just this because it's her on the floor, seemingly sick, and then the very next pa- panel, she's just walking away with a suitcase while Erina and a zombie just watch her leave. And this is what actually turns. Um, zombie evil and makes him want to do this true gourmet thing and he's like uh well but i failed anyway and maybe it's time the only way to really do this is to let asahi win and joichi rose just like are you sure about that because we all know that soma's gonna do some <laughs> <Yeah>. shit <laughs> <laughs> uh this is this is good too um build up I, yeah build i guess up I'm not I'm not super interested in like I don't think Mana's character is great right now like she's fairly new and I th- this she really comes off terrible in this in this Yeah, I mean I, I meant that when I said <laughs> piece of shit mother and after just from that moment from uh, the way she carries herself period. I mean, we haven't even heard of her until this what, very arc. Yeah. So not too long ago either, like maybe like five chapters ago is when she was introduced but uh yeah i don't know i feel i don't even know why like alice is there you know like these characters would have been better off competing in this blue i wish like all of these all of the council of 10 were there yeah everyone competing losing some winning maybe some facing each other you know tournament-esque like if this you're gonna all- send your, your your manga off, that's the way to go, wouldn't you think? Let everyone get their shot, and then you get into the sappy shit. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it also makes, it, and also Asahi is like a got a bunch of people with him, but then that's like a bunch of other dishes that they'd have to create and conceptualize and all that. Yeah, stuff. I, yeah, that's uh, that's tough. I don't know. I feel like there's just like a lot of wasted opportunity with the supporting cast of Tres- Like that's its biggest flaw, but. Uh, Otherwise, it's like fine. right now it is. I mean, that wasn't always the case, right? No, yeah, the, it's it's benefit was it's always had a pretty great cast. I I still think like the fall like classic arc, like that big ass tournament arc. They oh did, man, that was great. It's like one of the best arcs yeah. in, in recent recent manga period, yeah. right? Yeah, I loved it. Um, even the fest, the full moon festival was was really like exciting too. Yeah, like, day by like figuring you know week by week like like 
him getting over this impossible task, but you know, in a realistic fashion, chipping at it, like that's what I'm not gonna lie, that's what did it mm-hmm. did the series for me, man. And then when he went to Fran uh to France, no, he was still in Japan. He just oh, the, uh, oh the she knows how to restaurant yeah. and yeah, 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 in Japan. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, we'll have to wait for next week. Um it's not particularly interesting right now. But I I guess like Soma's dish is gonna be revealed next chapter, so we'll have uh we'll have a lot to talk about there in terms of is this a thing? <laughs> but um yeah, let's move on to uh Doctor Stone uh chapter one uh one hundred and three hope and light of hope and despair. Uh wow, what a good name to this chapter, bro. Yeah, dude. This is uh this is pretty fucking this is a pretty fire chapter as we're gonna get into. Um the uh the Perseus now is about to dock into the treasure island. Um they decide to uh form a, a scouting squad. They don't wanna bring everyone on this island because they don't wanna come off as hostile as a hostile invading force. So uh Senku, Soyuz, Gen and Kohaku are chosen to get like set foot on the island first. Um and uh, once that's, that's decided pretty quickly and they just start leaving, Senku is just having real trouble getting up on the hill because he's so weak. <laughs> yeah, they they really exaggerate, you yeah. know, the uh, the strength and weaknesses of these guys, huh? Yeah. Um, then uh, it's revealed that Suika sto- uh, stowed away on board the Perseus uh, and she wants to be part of the scouting group because she's really good at it. But Captain Ryusui is, uh, tells her no. You cannot do that uh, because you're a kid. You're like a little girl. We don't even know what we're dealing with here, um, which is nice. Uh, it's like a nice little side to Risui. Risui. Uh, it's good. Sure, he has some feelings. Yeah. I don't fuck with this guy at all. What? You don't like Risui? Why? Because eh, he's kind of capitalistic. Yeah, he's a dick. I but don't like that at all. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> the problem. Like, in in our world, period, mm-hmm. and it's like why even bring somebody back like that with that mindset and and put them in a role? Mm-hmm. Where I don't know. That's just I feel like maybe that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, I don't want to get to. I mean, as a guy, I think it's nice to show that he at least has some kind of a heart. If uh, I don't, if I don't take it too personal and, and too deep and just look at it as just a a, a cool story, yeah, he's a he's a dope character. Mm-hmm. You know, I like his personality as far for a comic. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so Suika is uh, told, like, you can still stay here and help us clean the boat. And meanwhile, Ukio is looking on the sonar, and he detects something down on the sea, on the sea floor. Uh, Ginro is, immediately jumps into the water to get out of cleaning. Thirsty duty. to be there. <laughs> oh, my God, Immediately. Man. He doesn't even think twice. He just leaps off just so he won't have to clean. Uh so he swims down and he finds a bunch of uh, petrified people down, like people in stone, like have been turned into stone statues. They're down on the sea floor, and they've been there for quite some time. It seems, seen as how there's like algae growing. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, coral and shit. Yeah, and Ukyo, he's like putting shit together. He's like, wait a minute, when the Petra beam swept across the earth, this island was uninhabited. So how did these fuck? How does he know that? Wait, 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 wait. See, this is okay. We gotta put a timeout right there, bro. How does he know that? But that the place was uninhabited? Yeah. I think they mentioned that er- in an earlier chapter. But I'm not sure. I'll t- uh, all right. All right. Uh, all right. We'll just have to take it for now, and then maybe next week we can 
like uh or next time we talk about Dr. Stone we can see but um yeah I'll 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 look back into it we'll get back you know to that but yeah basically it was uninhabited so how did these stone people get here mm-hmm. and uh, Ryusui notices that someone's been watching him this whole time and we cut back to the scouting team uh and they notice that there's been this flash of light that just happens by the boat and Gan is having trouble getting in contact with the people on the on the ship. Uh, so using Gen look through the telescope to see what's going on, and it's revealed that everyone on the boat has been petrified. Bum, bum, bum. Holy shit. Nah, man, that shit was crazy. Yeah, man. Because th- that's a big deal. First of all, some of them are broke in pieces, you know? Yeah, so, uh, Risui yikes. seems to have lost an arm. Uh Dude, other people's like heads are cracked and shit. I think that's just like a detail of the stone when stone. Oh man, I hope so. Uh, but Damn. but Risui is definitely lost his arm, which I think like uh, this uh, Oh well, Yuzuriha is on the boat, so they can't. They probably can't get his arm back. He's probably lost that arm for good. Uh. But yeah, everyone on the ship. Man. I mean, he's fine. He just lost his arm, I guess. Yeah. I would be tight, man. I mean, yeah, I'd be upset too. But something definitely happened because, like, Ukyo's got his uh, bow and arrow out. Uh, you know, like people saw, like someone was on the boat. Yeah, everyone's faces look shocked. You know, like I was. Yeah, Taiju's on it. God damn it. Yeah, man. Somebody else, yo, somebody else lost their arm, bro. Yeah, I think a lot of the Two like people. more nameless villagers. Oh yeah, I didn't even stuff. notice, man. You're right. Yeah, nameless guys. Who gives a <laughs> shit? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Suika seems to have escaped because uh, Ryusui saved her by kicking her off the boat, and she's on the island now. Uh, which is, which is cool. Like they'll have like a little, some someone who actually probably saw what happened. So we'll get. Answers on that fairly quickly. Meanwhile, Kohaku and Senku are going towards the light, and it seems the they found like discarded seashells. So, I guess this means like the people of the island know about the secret revi- the secret to the revival fluid. And uh, Senku says, uh, "I we're gonna use these clues that we find here to find our culprit, and there's gonna be a scientific investigation next chapter." Dude. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is uh this is a great start to the arc. I didn't think it would go like this sour so fast. Yeah, bro. I, I thought they was just gonna visit So Sauce Island and you know to the hey, what is it? Soyu Island? Yeah, uh, they call it the Treasure Island. Oh but the Soyuz capsule is on it. So Soyuz. Oh Soyuz Island, bro. Yeah, I'm very down for this arc. Uh I'm very excited to see what's going on. Yeah, man, they usually don't move that fast. Yeah, this is going to be a different type of arc. Uh, we don't know what we're dealing with here. We These Maybe people seem some, definitely... you know. What? Fuck. Yeah, there's going to be battles for sure. Uh, no, you know what I'm talking about. Like, flipping the script. Like how Hitman Reborn did. Oh. Full on shown on time. Yeah. I don't know. Because I think that would be, like, kind of... Because everybody on the scout team can't fight, except for Kohaku. So it could be just purely development for her. I mean, nah, that'd be cool. That'd be kind of. Eh, it would be cool, but that can't be what it's all about. I'm just. A I mean, you know, Kohaku's bro. gonna. Kohaku's a very skilled fighter on her own, so she. I think she could hold her own. But Senku's like, 
It's a character thing where Senku is like objectively the weakest character in this entire series. Uh, and Gen is not a fighter. Soyuz might be. Soyuz may have like some fighting ability, but that's about it. I don't think they're going to get powers or anything if that's what you're hoping. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think. Nah, bro. I don't think it's going to be like that. But uh, yeah. Oh, boy. This is going to be fucking wild. Uh, I want I want Senku to build an Iron Man suit, basically. That's what I want to see, That's not going to happen, no? I don't think it's going to turn not, that. No. I don't think it's going to go all the way that way. Like, it doesn't have to be, you know, exactly like Iron Man. It can be, you know, like uh, like Iron Man. I'm sorry, buddy. I don't no lasers, gonna... though. You know, how are they going to do that? I don't think it's going to be like that. Maybe they can shoot the coconuts and shit. <laughs> like Donkey Kong's gun. Oh, that was no, that was Chunky Kong. Bro, I don't remember. You ever played Donkey Kong sixty four? I don't know all these uh, other characters in Donkey Kong. What? Like, you never I, played Donkey Kong sixty four? I don't recall playing it. It was a good game, man. It's alright. Yeah, I didn't have a, I didn't have a sixty four yet, but I don't know. I just had Smash Brothers and Mario sixty four. Well, that's Smash lit. So party Mario Party. Oh man, Mario Party so good. All right, we're, we're <laughs> holding it right now. But yeah, that was uh, Doctor Stone, fucking positive as hell. Into it. Uh, what is next on the list? We got oh, One Piece is next. Holy shit! Uh, this is One Piece chapter nine hundred and forty-one. Star of Abisu. Well, you you kind of called something. I kind did I? Kind of. Well, well, we start off with sh- in uh, the flower capital Wano. Uh, Shogun Orochi is infor- informed that uh, two things have happened. There's been a fire in Kuri, and uh, the thief Ushimitsu Kozu has been captured. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Uh, but uh, Orochi is too discra- distraught by Komurasaki's death to really be like concerned about this until he hears about uh, who Kozu is uh, act- actually is. Uh, and that's a twist that will be revealed by the end of the chapter. But then we move on to um, the the ex- excavation labor camp in Udon, where uh, this everybody the sumo wrestlers gather around, and uh, Queen seems to have heard of Komurasaki's death for the first time here, and is heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro, everybody was tricking off of this chick, son. Like, damn, yeah, very sad. <laughs> and uh, Luffy and uh, Hyogoro show up, and they're very fat because Raizu, Raizo has been uh, sneaking them food and he they overate as Luffy's want to do. Yeah, so did this guy too, yeah. man. Yogoro Yogoro is also fat. I like how they're both in combat like poses. They're just like, we're ready to fight now and they're so fat. Uh, but yeah, they set up a visual transponder snail, which I see. I assume is going to be so they can watch the funeral. Uh, meanwhile, in the uh, in Kuri, where Shintomaro hides out, uh, there's like wildfires everywhere, and, uh, and Shintomaro assumes that it's uh, it's Holdem from Kai- Kaido's army, the dude with the lion belly. Yeah, and uh, Kinemon in in Dockstorm is his name. Dockstorm or Dockstorm? Dockstorm. He they hear about this that Shintomaro is going after Holdem, and they go. They follow him because they really need this guy to join the team. Uh, and they're doing everything they can to do that. Uh, speaking, of ta- speaking of that, in Bakura Town and Curry. Uh, Have they, they haven't revealed Ashura yet, right? Ashura Doji? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, a lot of this, the remaining samurai that they need, they, they haven't, haven't shown. Yeah. Yet, right? Okay. 
uh, Holdem is just we get a quick scene of Holdem being like, "Yeah, I'm glad that they're fucking <laughs> their town is being burnt." Yo, look at the lion. He has he has <laughs> a bandage on. <laughs> oh yeah, I just because he, he got punched right in the lion face. I like that it. was funny, man. Yeah, that's why this manga is so good. It's, it's little stuff like that. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in the northern graveyard, uh, Brooke by chance happens to uh, find Zoro and uh, and Toko and Hiori. And Hiori's just laid up on Zoro. Jesus Christ, Zoro. Yeah. Got the, the shorty. Yeah, <laughs> man, the kid, yikes. I mean, the kid's that not so bad. Good. The kid's, like, on his lap. She's just sleeping. But this is but Hiori's just all over Zoro. Yeah. Look at yo, Brooke don't even have eyeballs, but the black <laughs> <laughs> Is that his hair? No, that's his that's the bla- that's the that's the hollow blackness of his eyes of his eye sockets. He's just that exacerbated. The shadows huh? himself the shadows <laughs> itself is like popping out of his skull. He's so jealous. Uh, Look at him. Yeah, Brooke is very jealous. And uh he pretty much fills him in on the situation of what's happening. Uh he reveals that Tonyasu is actually Kozu, the thief that is about to be executed. Dun 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 dun. Oh, twist. Okay, so he's not this evil bastard guy that she said, but he was, you know, a person of consequence, and I guess he did terrible things in the past. He's not one of these these seven people. No, he no, was, right? Uh, he's okay. the daimyo. He was like, uh, he was in the government. He was one of uh, the previous shoguns, like a. Uh, Momonosuke's dad. He was oh one yeah, people. yeah, one, yeah, yeah, one of his generals or whatever. And he was thought okay. to be killed. The reason, and they, they, they mentioned it earlier. The reason that they didn't recognize him is that he was very different. Like he was actually more strict and stern, and Tonyasu now is a little more hmm. goofy and hmm. stuff. He's a very nice guy. But yeah, they, they, he tells them that they're about to execute Tonyasu, and uh, Toko runs off to go see her father um, while laughing. Yeah. <laughs> And Zoro's just like, ah, oh, shit. I got, and Zoro chases after her. There's a lot of, like, moving around in this chapter. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on. Uh, back at the flower capital, the funeral for Komurasaki has begun. Uh, and uh, at the same time, uh, Tonyasu is getting strung up for his execution. It's This is where uh, Kinemon and, and Shinobu uh, finally remember who he is. That they've actually known him this entire time. That he was one of the daimyo. Yeah, they tried to play him the in, in, in the chapter before. They was like, Shit, I don't know him. Well, because he's di- he was different <laughs> back then. Nah, like, I just I think based on his personality of the past, and he's like he had, he had different hair, apparently, but now he's like everybody's recalling him. Uh, he's like crucified now. Yeah, look at all the people from you know back then that remembered him. That's what's so crazy about this because they hurt. Mm-hmm. And these are like regular townsfolk. They're like, damn, man, take him down. Show some respect. <laughs> Put respect on this nigga's name. Free my uh, boy Yasu. Yeah, for real. They got him yeah. on a stake, bro. Yeah, they crucified uh, Tonyasu. And he's uh, and uh, as he's about to die, you know, he's not dying like a bitch either. He's like, I'm about to. Hell no, I'm man. about to roast that boy. <laughs> Dad, he's like, I'm going to talk my shit before y'all put me on fire. And I hope the gods, you know, let yeah. him rock. And he's like, uh, and once I've made my peace, I intend to go into the great beyond laughing. I believe him. Wow. All the way. Daimyo D. Kosuya Yasui over here. Because all, uh, all the people with the middle initial D die laughing. That's weird. Is that what his middle name? No, I don't think. I de- no, he doesn't have that middle name. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying. Oh. 
Yeah. 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 That's a, that's because a that's thing in One Piece. Yeah. yeah. That's an actual, like, yeah. Ace died with his, with a smile. Um, Gold Roger did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaguar D. Saul died with a smile. I don't know who that is. He's the giant that helped Robin escape her thing. Oh, man. He died with a smile. All the D, all the D people died with a smile. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I remember that story. Very sad. But, uh, yeah, pretty cool chapter. A lot of shit happens. Now, I think, like, uh, all these storylines are going to com- or like, just gearing up to converge now. So we're going to get a lot of this breakneck pace uh, where we're going to see a lot of information thrown at us. A.K.A. Oda at his best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zoro, uh, Sanji is there at the at, at this uh, at this execution, so he's probably not going to let this rock. Uh, who knows? Who knows if they're actually going to... This will be just another person who dies in One Piece, who actually dies in One Piece, probably. I hope not, man. I hope not either. Yasu don't deserve that. No, he doesn't. He was a good daimyo. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for that one. Uh, here's the thing. I want You want to do... Se- did you read the Samurai 8 thing? It was only a preview. Yeah, no, it's literally three pages. Yeah. And uh, it's I mean, drawn... Let, let's, give it a, yeah, let's give it a... a I mean, there's nothing mention. really... Nothing yeah. happens. It's three pages. Uh, we don't get a whole ton of it. Uh, this seems to be... Oda, Masashi Kishimoto is going to be back in the magazine next time we talk. Uh, next time Jump is back in the stories. And we'll definitely be covering it. But uh, it seems to be... Follow- this seems to be some sci-fi samurai thing, which is pretty cool. I'm very excited, seeing as how the samurai were kind of a bummer in Naruto. Yeah. Hopefully they're cooler here. Oh man, throw back bad memories. But this art looks really nice. I miss it. This isn't him. Someone else drew it. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. But he's drawing the rest of the series, I think. I hope. That doesn't look like. No, it says here uh, art uh, by Akira Ogubo. Okubo. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I think the net, like everything else, is drawn by him. Then what's the point of having this guy do it? I, I think he just had this guy do this little preview thing. And um, while he worked on the real thing, I guess. Who knows? Well, it looks really good. And I'm not going to lie. I, I just feel like it reminds me of Naruto. I think maybe the the, the blackening. Oh, yeah. It's very different. It's very similar style. It's almost not even worth like talking about the art because this guy's going to be out. Yeah, yeah. That I did. I should have paid attention a little bit more. Yeah. This uh, yeah. This character seems to have a dog, which I'm a fan of. I love dogs. Yeah, it should be cool. Sci-fi samurai, yeah. Sci-fi samurai coming uh, ne- in two weeks when we, when Jump returns. Bet on that. Uh, we're gonna jump into bla- uh, the Promised Neverland. Here, this is uh, chapter one hundred and thirty-three. Let's play. And last time we left off, uh, Ray and Emma have been have walked through the gate and they ended up on the on the Grace Field home. Uh, they search through the the house, and it turns out it's not everything. It's not as it seems. It's not actually the house. It feels because this little ball comes down, and um, it has an eyeball, and it like it just falls down the stairs. It's like let's play, and then the whole house starts to warp around. So it's not even clear where they are right now. It looks like they're going through some type of trial. Yeah, they get this uh, nightmare vision thing. Uh, Ray sees mom. His literal mom, but also <laughs> the mom of the Gracefield house. Uh, and it's an illusion, though, because they're all, like, evil demon children things. Uh, Connie's there, too. That's how he realizes that it's all um, 
it's all a lie. Uh, it's all an illusion. And Ray himself turned into like a, a little kid as well as he's like running through. Oh my god, this is terrifying. <laughs> Everybody turns into skeletons mm-hmm. and starts chasing him. Uh, meanwhile, Emma is going through all these doors, but every door just opens back into the hallway that she's walking through. Uh, yeah, lots going down here visually, like this weird house of mystery type of deal. Uh, she finally, uh, she bursts through the wall with like one of her guns, and she kicks down the door, and Ray is just running around still. She, that's where she finds Ray. And... Uh, they pretty much go through one more door. And Emma also turns into a little kid. And she turns into a chibi. Yeah. But only <laughs> for a minute because then they grow back for some reason. And they hear a voice continuously just saying, let's play, let's play, let's play. And um, Emma finds out that this, whoever this is, is messing with them, is actually the demon guy whose name we'll never know how to pronounce, it seems. Yeah, because it's just not, who knows what, like, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to begin. So, says uh, that uh, they need, that the seven walls are inside here, which is the house. I don't even know. She asked where, where they are now, and uh, he doesn't really tell them, but he says that they can find, they can try and find him. Inside this little hole thing, I don't know where this is. Is this like a bunker? It feels like a bunker because there's like a bunch of food rations. Uh, maybe they're going back to. Um, I mean, it looks like they're just revisiting maybe previous places. This could be the nightmare version of the bunker. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty disorienting. They should have went to the caverns first, then if they was gonna do it in the same type of order. You know, the uh, Mujica and that other guy, the demon yes, in the forest. Uh, I don't know, man. It was a wild chapter. I mean, you know. We'll yeah, it's it a lot of just <laughs> running around, so not a ton of stuff happens towards the end. But they're really like, uncharacteristic what do you of mean? a Promised Neverland chapter, honestly. Oh, the then it's never just. No, I mean, as far as just there not being much subject matter to it. Yeah, know? but, uh, you know, some sometimes it's going to happen where, you know. No, I'm, I, I have no doubt that it's going to all be explained or it's going to make sense or, or, or be validated. Just this one's kind of wild. I, I I don't know. Have you do you remember reading the Neverland chapter where you where you just go straight through it and you're like shit. Okay. When they were in Goldie Pond, when they were like just fighting the demons, there was a lot like where it's just like action and stuff. That's true. But uh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's not a lot to talk about just because it's a it's a lot of running around and it's very it's supposed to be very disorienting and it kind of just accomplishes that. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens next. I guess like they're getting closer to the seven walls. Uh, I don't know if they're actually at the Gracefield home or not. It doesn't seem to be. Um, this uh, is really messing with them here. Uh, I'm only calling them that because if you haven't read it, there's no way to pronounce his name. His name is in a different font and language altogether. So, yeah, I'm just going to keep waggling my tongue until <laughs> until they explain who this is. I appreciate you for, for shouldering that responsibility yeah, someone's gonna do it. Uh, uh, but we're moving on to a more understandable series, I guess. Uh, one with no foreign uh, alien weird demon names. My Hero Academia, chapter two hundred and twenty-six. Bloody love. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Toga Oof. is something else. Uh, it's it's pretty wild. Uh, we open up with a lot of like 
little testimonials from people who knew her. Uh, and apparently she killed some kid named Saito. Like, she cut some kid. And, and drank his blood with a straw. Probably. Yeah. Wow. No bullshit. And she's like, uh, yeah, she's like in this middle of the school hallway just with this bleeding kid. I, is this kid alive? I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, you said that he got murdered, right? Well, she attacked him with a knife, so he's cut. All right, all right. So he we was, don't know if necessary. He's bleeding out. She's drinking the blood. With a she straw. Like, yeah, with crying. a straw. She's crying, but she's smiling. She looks like it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> not, not good or, oh, this is tasty. Like, it looks so damn good. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. Yeah, it was like... it. it it says here it was like she was in a trance, making this creepy, disgusting face. Which I think is mean. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> she's still a kid at this point. Obviously, something's <laughs> wrong with her, right? Yeah, but, leave her alone. Jeez. <laughs> she's just a child. <laughs> we all did this as a kid. I remember when... <laughs> I remember when I cut my first <laughs> that kid. Was a gro- that was an adult that said that about her. Not, <laughs> not one of her peers. Yeah, that's, this adult is too harsh. <laughs> um, there's this little other... Um, yeah, we get a little cut of an intercom, which I seem, which seems to be her parents. Just like talking through people. Like they don't seem to leave the house because she's, because she's just brought up so much stigma to the family. And she's, they're like, we take full responsibility and we only wish we can make up for it somehow. Despite our best efforts, she turned out bad. That demon child. Does she, and there's this little panel where she has, she's like really young and she has this dead bird, it seems. And I don't know if she drank its blood too. Yeah, it looks like it, bro. She got blood all over her mouth. There's punctures in the bird. Yeah, she's pretty fucked up. <laughs> she's pretty wild. Maybe they should have got her help when they did that. Um, yes, yeah, and we come back to the present. Uh, Toga is back. She's still smiling at Curious. She's not, but she's she's about to like start moving, but she falls back. Her body's like really messed up from the attack when she was drinking the blood and exploded inside of her. Uh, and this, and um, what's her name? Curious uh, walks up to her, and she's she's basically just taunting her a little bit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, she talks about this thing called patronizing the shit out of her, basically. Yeah, she talks about this thing called court counseling, where they attempt to hammer out any bumps in your understanding of the world, and program you to fit in neatly into society's little boxes. Uh, I guess this is like a therapy for characters who have, for people who have more uh, darker quirks, I guess. Yeah, they um they continue to say that. Uh, I guess the some you know select. If a handful of people, the pressure is too much, and you know it's it's causing an issue. You know, I guess whatever the whatever method they're using to fix the counseling, it's uh it's also backfiring and making people, I guess, worse. Oh, well, it's at least not effective. Uh, yeah, not for this bitch, bro. Like, <laughs> come on, son. She's about to eat this bird. Yeah, she's really sucking the blood out of this bird. Depressing. Uh, but. Yeah, basically, she the reason that she was so she seemed to be like such a good kid growing up is that she knew that like her quirk and her combined with like her admiration, like her need to become people, like when she transforms into people, is that she admires people, so she wants to become the people she admires or she likes. Like she sees this pretty bird, 
she wants to be like this pretty bird, I guess, and she tries to suck the blood to become more like it. So she's like pushed it down and created that mask that we saw in the last chapter, like that metaphorical mask. And she tried to be normal, but I, I guess at some point she just never could do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, damn, that's that's so similar to psychopaths in the real world because you know they start with animals, right? I guess cats, dogs, you know, like house pets and shit, and then they fucking snap and snap somebody's neck, and <laughs> that's yeah. basically what, what what Toga did. Yeah, this kind of gets to her, so she like immediately tries to attack Curious. Then Curious pulls out this cool like chain ring. I don't even know if that's a real weapon. She just pulls out this thing. And she just explodes it in her face. And this is like this big picture, like this really cool panel, very detailed of um, Curious just holding uh, Toga's face up, like Toga, Toga's body up as all these people surround her. And she says, uh, keep in mind, whatever you consider normal isn't at odds with the Liberation Army's goals. In fact, you're proof that our cause is righteous. You'll make the ideal sacrifice. Let's turn your death into a tragedy for the ages. Yeah, they're not trying to be her friend at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I, I don't know. I thought it was turning well, into one of those. You well, know. they're going to kill her to make a statement out of her, I guess. Um, yeah, look what sus- your society has pushed. Yeah. A sweet little girl like Toga to do. Mm-hmm. Really smart. So, yeah, uh, Toga just runs off. Uh, and But it's not. it's to no avail. She's, like, getting chased down, and she's getting, like, beat up a lot and eventually she she turns into uh, Ochako Uraka and uh, as she's running this is this is where it gets wild she reaches no place to run uh, she doesn't know what to do now and then like right at the edge where she's getting pushed to her final limits like she's about to die Curious is about to like bash her brains in with this bomb thing and then Miss Curious starts floating Fucking uh, Toga has the ability to not only to transform into people, but she can use their quirks as well. Yeah. So holy shit, <laughs> man. that's a big deal. Yeah, she uses <laughs> Uraka's power to float everyone. Everybody, everyone that was you know on the scene with her, and then uh, she she claps her hands together. Uh, everybody doesn't know what. Everybody doesn't even understand what's happening. The use of her quirk, using uh, Uraka's quirk, causes her to half like fall out of the transformation. Curious thought that her powers were, o- as we all did, that her powers, her transformation powers were only external. But she seems to have powered up her ability during like this like moment of adrenaline and all that stuff. And as she claps her hands together to release the gravity spell, and she just kills all these people. <laughs> Like, they float up really high, she lets go of the gravity, and they splat on the floor in this big-ass two-page spread. I think it's so rare when, when you have, like, you know, people getting off in such a regular way like this. Well, in such a you gruesome know? way. Like, oh, yeah, well, it was gruesome, but I guess, I mean, it's 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 not really, I don't know, it's not, like, something you would see in a manga. It's it's just, like, oh. Yeah, they really just fucking dropped them, and yeah. I guess none of them had an ability to, like, catch themselves or, or, or maybe lessen the impact. None of these niggas, they all fucking dropped and died. Yeah. They all That's it, all it was. You just made them flow and they sheesh that sentence. Well they made oh them flow God. pretty high. So like I guess from any level most no, people yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Aside from their powers, these guys are just regular people and things can hurt them. 
depending on their quirks, I guess. I mean, I'm a little shocked that maybe not one of them had a transportation type of quirk that could yeah but i'm also whatever who cares cares. yeah it's just some random thug lady i mean maybe there's still a few running away you know what i mean who knows but these guys got fucking bodies yeah miss curious (laughs) is dead sheesh uh toga just stepped up i ain't gonna lie man i wasn't feeling her like that like that but whoa what a good uh yeah this is a hell of a (laughs) there's a lot of (laughs) twists this this, uh this this week man twists left and right hero academia man uh but yeah, that was uh, that was sick. Um, I wonder if they're all gonna like a little bit upgrade. They they all have to probably get a little stronger through this, and I would love that. I would love that. I mean, because these are effectively the final. I don't bosses. think he's gonna keep do- using that. I don't think he's gonna do that for each and every one of them as much as I would love for that kind of thing to happen. I just don't see it. I don't know. I, I, guess. I don't think he's gonna. I feel like maybe he he's the type of like author to have the type of pressure to say, "All right, I'm not gonna just." You know, keep doing the same shit. I want to do more. And, I would and say maybe try. Spinner gets him one like this. I hope so because I don't know what else is his ability aside from just being a he lizard. He doesn't. Yeah, that's his thing is that he's like just a lizard man. A lot of the uh, another thing about you know, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Well, about it seems that. To he's be. just. Oh, okay, okay. As a, like okay. he's even said as much where he's not like he's got like uh, I I don't know what they call it. Uh, there's a word for it they they use, but he's. Basically, just got the physiology of a lizard, but a lot of these quirks, because there's so many people, not everyone has like these impressive powers, which I feel is like more realistic than some people. Yeah, and he was discriminated against yeah. and, and made. Fun and he's of not the only one. They're like yeah, minimalistic yeah. quirk people, but yeah, it's uh, that's why like all those like cat people and stuff are just cops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Spinner said, "Fuck that, man. <laughs> I'm not I'm just pick gonna pick up these swords." And while out, I'm gonna take all these stor- swords and tie them together with a belt. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, homemade and everything. I respect Spinner. I really want to see something good out of him. Yeah. I well, don't want him to join the Meta Liberation Army. I don't know. Shit. I think that's where it's going. That's my theory. I could be wrong. I hope you're wrong. We'll I hope see. so too. I like I like Spinner in the in this uh, in this group. Uh, but that's uh, we're gonna close the manga section off with World Trigger that came out this month. Uh, <laughs> Josh is looking away because he yo not. come on, bro, don't blow. <laughs> you have, like you have you know you have to do this. All right, uh, I messed up. I dropped the ball. So I got off the train uh, on the three hour trek over to Brian's house from the train, and um. <laughs> 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 I called Chris just to, you know, touch base and make sure, like, all right, we're on the same page with what we're going to cover and what you feel passionate about, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then he says, oh, so, yeah, why don't you do what you was going to do, and then you do World Trigger. Yeah, Josh is going to cover World Trigger this week. Um, I didn't know it dropped already. I completely forgot because it didn't drop on Friday because usually World Trigger drops along with everything else. So why the f- why would they do that? Jump because World Trigger's on a different magazine. It's not it doesn't come out with Are you serious? Yeah, that's why it's monthly. It's in the same magazine as uh Blue Exorcist and Seraphim at the end. That's why they come That doesn't have like the regular stuff in it though? No. It's just pure monthly? It's all monthly series. Whoa. Did you not know that? No. Yep. <laughs> uh well, yeah. there goes the the reasoning behind Well, they also have the dates at the end of everything date. here. So you can yeah. The All next right. one's in June yeah. 3rd. You know what? Josh <laughs> fucked up. Josh <laughs> fucked up. You got me. 
and it's my favorite series. <laughs> so I'm gonna hold this L and yeah. get spoiled. And and and. But go, ah, this is chapter 179. You think, Chris? Chica Amatori Part Seven. Uh, last we left off, uh, Hughes was like, I think uh, Chica can shoot. Like they're trying to get over this uh this mental block that Chica seems to have about not, despite being a sniper, not being to like actually shoot people because. Usually their tactic is that Chica would use her bullets to alter the terrain because she has the most try-on out of everyone. Her her sniper rifle is essentially a cannon, so she just shoots. Yeah, she has like very a, high destructive power, and then yeah. when she's not doing that, um, she has a different, uh, what do you call that, a different subset trigger? Yeah, she has like lead bullets, bullets, right? Yeah, she, yeah, and they can like, and you know, she dis, she basically, she plays a support role and um, incapacitates like opposing enemies and helps you know the attack yeah. on the group but uh Hughes is like i think if we if you can shoot you should let us know because we can uh, we can we can do a whole bunch of new tactics like for example they want her to tactics <laughs> well this is one where they could blow have... everything the fuck up and get these points real easy i yeah. like that tactic well this is a good yeah. tactic. like this is different from what they usually do where they just have her perched somewhere and she shoots from a sniper rifle is that they can instead of Hughes, uh, instead of Hughes being hidden behind Chica while she defends with shields, all three of them can protect Chica with shields while she just shoots, and she has more effective bullets because she's stronger, like she has more tryon energy. Yes, the destructive power. Mm-hmm. So she could just send meteors and hounds everywhere and earn us five or six points straight away. Blow shit up, easy points. Mm-hmm. I like it. I said that before, and I'm gonna keep saying it. So Hughes is like, can you shoot people or can't you? And um. And uh, I forget this operator's name. Usami, was it? I'm sorry. I forget her name, and I'm a big fan of this series. Oh, shit. Um, I think it's Usami. Uh, there's no... Yeah, they they don't do the character pages. In yeah, they don't. She's really cool, though. But gosh. her and Reiji <laughs> kind of come to Chica's defense. They're very protective of her. Uh, Reiji being the guy who taught her how to shoot, and, um, and uh, Usami being basically their operator, so they need to... They're, they're a little protective over her, and they're like, and Rage is like, "Where's your evidence that you think that she can shoot? Like, how can you? She obviously can't. She hasn't shot anybody. She has like a phobia over it." And Hughes throws it right back at her. He's like, "What's your proof that she can't?" Yeah, basically. Like I've, he's like, I've I, in my time in battle, I've come across those who can shoot others and those who can't. And Chica seems to be a person who can. Uh. Yeah. So, and since she can hit people with lead bullets, there's no technical reason why she couldn't do the same with ordinary shots. Yeah, that's Ooh. a very good point. Uh, Chica tries to give off this uh, this little reason. This is like I think she's like she's just afraid to see somebody getting hurt because of her. Uh, and Hughes basically turns that down. He's like. In a real battle, if Chica, but if Chica keeps having that mentality that she's afraid because she's afraid of hurting people, there could be a situation where if she does not shoot for this reason, Yuma and Osamu could die. So, and this is a great point. Yeah, you know, wow, this is why World Trigger is the best, man. It's it's just such a realistic natural just organic way to, to address the issue and say look this is something you're gonna have to deal with if this is the type of life you want to live straight up 
And this is, I think you you're really like this, Josh. He ba- he comes off to say, uh, I admittedly haven't been here very long, but Chica seems to be fully willing to be used as a pawn if it's for her squad mate's sake. If either Yuma or Samu were ever in real peril, I suspect that Chica would be would would shoot them to save shoot to save them. Basically saying like if I based on Chica's track record of being used like putting herself on the line to be on the away team no matter what and other things like that. When it push came to shove, she seems like the type of person who would put all that shit aside and shoot. Yeah, she she ain't moving like a punk, basically, you know, for you know, in, in in lesser words, you know, that's just not how she carried herself in general. You know, she's just she's just a little soft. Yeah, that's all. You know, she she ain't no she ain't no coward. She bout it, but she is something she got to get over. Yeah, Chica starts like having this little panic attack, and they bring her up to the roof to talk to get her some air, and they bring us some tea and stuff. And um, Chica kind of reveals the reason why she doesn't really like shooting. Uh, it starts when she was like in elementary school when she was being traced, chased by a Tryon soldier uh, and Border wasn't around yet so nobody knew about any of this uh, like there was a lot of missing information when it comes to neighbors and stuff uh, she tried to tell her her parents and her classmates but nobody believed them except for the, her friend that got kidnapped in the original invasion uh, and when that happened, uh, what scared her more than people disappearing was people not believing her. So she she started thinking, just going down this rabbit hole of negativity of what w- how would it feel if they did start to believe her, uh, if they said maybe she was right about everything, and uh, they would mm. believe that if they did, be- she believes if they did believe her when she made these claims, then they would think it was her fault. Like she, that Aoba was yeah. ki- her friend Aoba was kidnapped because she put her in danger for some reason. Uh, and especially when border was formed and neighbors started like popping up more than ever, people would believe that even more for whatever reason. That's why she was more of a recluse at the start of the series. She didn't really have many friends. Yeah, I mean, there was a good reason for why these things kept happening. I mean, she was the, you know, she has all that. The, the try-on, the neighbors are drawn to, to, to people with high try-on in mm-hmm. general, right? That's what they yes. come over to our world to, to snatch up. So, you know, it, it makes total sense that, you know, this was a recurring theme throughout her life because of the situation. Yeah, and uh, basically she ties it all back to her inability to shoot people. She says, it's not that I'm scared of hurting people, but it's more like, I'm scared that others will judge me if I do. If there's someone in need, is there someone I need to shoot? I'm pretty sure I could do it. But if I keep shooting people with Tryon, what will people think about me? Will they be scared of me or think I'm being unfair? Will they hold a grudge or hate me? That's what scares her. And he does it, but she doesn't. She also doesn't want Osamu and Yuma to think she's useless, so she tries her best. And she try, and she's. But at the same time, she's trying to convince people that she's weak and she's unable to shoot people in the hope that, that they would think better yeah. of her. Uh, but then she said that, uh, then she heard Hugh say that if she doesn't shoot people, at some point Osamu and Yuma might die. So and now she's just feeling guilty about like that possibility. Now she's afraid of somebody thinking... Look what happened because you couldn't shoot. Uh, 
This is a this is a lot of talking, but man, this is a, this no. Is the, it's it needs to be. This is the first time we've really yeah. dived into Chica's character, uh, at, at least this deep. Yeah, a she's lot of never the, been this emotional, expressed herself as much. You yeah, know? because a lot of the focus so far has been on Osamu and Yuma, and finally we got to get like and you and Chica's been around about as long as both of them. Like she's she was introduced in the series pretty early, and she's been their squad mate for a really long time. So this is pretty. This is a pretty big moment for her. Uh, and Usami uh, goes up to her and is like, this is totally normal. And, you know, there's like a lot of encouragement with her and Reiji. Uh, Reiji is like, uh, even if you're a failure to shoot were to make a situation even worth worse, I can't imagine Osamu or Yuma would ever fault you. And neither would I, you know. You don't need to feel, you don't need to feel this way. You don't need to be like, afraid of other people's judgment because even if you were weak and you couldn't do these things we respect that we're not just gonna you're our squad mate we're not gonna make you feel like shit because you can't put a bullet through someone's face you know uh yeah it's a lot to god i wish i read this yeah this is is what i've blown you away uh yeah, Reiji. It's and, just uh, so mature. That's what I'm always impressed with with this series. You know, like it, at the end of the day, this came in a sh- this came out in a Shonen magazine. This is so mature. You know, like people don't talk this way when they're teenagers. At least not where the f- fuck I grew up. Not where I went to school. And that's not shots at anybody. You know, at my peers, it's just I don't know, man. This. I wish I could have read this when I was growing up in high school, I guess. <laughs> That's the way I'm thinking about it, man. It's, it's, it's just that they're just saying, like, it's okay, you know. It's totally fine to, to, to feel the way you feel, you know. And if it's something you feel you got to move forward from, then you do that. But, you know, if not, then, then you don't. But either way, we got your back. And, you know, we're here for you. And you, and you are capable. It's just so positive. It's, yeah. There's also this, on uh, and on, man. There's also this, uh, the thing is just like um, – being insecure and being worried about what other people's other people's judgments uh i think the whole theme that they're trying to push is that you shouldn't be afraid to do what you have to do despite people's judgments of you even though if you're different because chica is technically kind of a mutant in this world basically yeah so and nobody has nobody can match her in this amount of tryon i don't think there's anybody in this not at the japanese border anyway yeah i mean they yeah right like in this yeah, there only seems to be one border, and it's in Japan. But is that so? Mm-hmm. Uh, because oh. it only opens in Japan. <laughs> like I think other countries don't have this problem. Oh okay okay. Uh, but yeah, Chica. Chica kind of resolves. Uh, basically, she's she thinks back to when Reiji said that nobody would judge her even sh- if she couldn't shoot, and she's like, I know that's true. Osamu and Yuma would would not it attack me for not being able to shoot but that's all the more reason for me to fight with all i have and she meets meets up with uh hughes and yosuke for some reason and she's uh i guess now she's going to resolve to really train in shooting and being able to like hit her opponents uh and the chapter ends in these last two pages with yuma and osamu going over like battle strategies um this is really interesting because they talk about Yuba's squad, which we haven't met, which will be the new squad in the, that we they're facing off with in this uh, in this next rank war. Uh, Who's Yuba? Oh, that's the squad they haven't faced yet. Yeah, right? the yeah, yeah. the the four 
There's four squads in this one, right? I don't really. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's a four way. So yeah, there's a fourth one that the only one in this rank war we haven't met yet. Uh, wait, it's Ninomiya. It's Ninomiya. Uh, Ikoma. Ikoma. Oh, yeah, Ikoma. Tamakoma two. And Yuma. No, isn't it? Um, there's no five squads, right? What about the? Oh, they just had that fight in the building. I'm bugging, man. <laughs> I thought when they when they brought back uh, uh, the dude with the shield, man. Oh yeah, no, not uh, that's Suzunari one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad. Uh, but yeah, basically they're talking about Yuba squad. Uh, they describe them a little bit. They say it seems like they're tough if you fall for their traps. Kind of like Katori squad. So there's seems to be similar. And Osama brings Ooh. up an interesting point. Uh, Yuba himself is so Yuba is a gunner, but he seems to be not so much as a gunner. As he is an attacker who fights with guns. What does that even mean, Josh? <laughs> that means <laughs> that means he don't give a fuck. Gonna, <laughs> is he gonna beat people to death with his gun? Nah, man. I just think he doesn't, you know, space himself and 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 fight the way a traditional gunner would. I think maybe he just gets up in your face and uses shotties and yeah. just puts a lot of pressure on you. I I don't know. Just um, think about Kugel with guns. You know what I mean? Like if he has like some pistols and he was just just cl- you know how he's on you, how he's like real speedy, and he gets on you. Mm-hmm. Imagine instead of slashing you up, he's just bang, 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 bang. That'll hurt too. Who knows? They say that he's more of an attacker than a gunner, but he has guns. I don't know. It's weird. Cause I guess like um, that sounds like a shoddy to me, bro. Katora, she has, she's kind of like that. She's an attacker primarily, but she also has this pistol, so maybe it's similar to that. She's an attacker, right? What, she's yeah, a she scorpion? has a scorpion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows? We'll we'll learn it. May we'll learn it seems because uh, Yuma talks to uh, to Midorikawa from uh, A rank number four Kusakabe squad, and uh, he says that he knows someone on his squad knows that knows all about Yuba. Yuba, so he's gonna go meet Midorikawa and his friend, who seems to be maybe Kusakabe himself. We haven't met anybody else in in Midorikawa squad. And he's not the leader of his squad, so no. this is going to be pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, obviously. Is Kusakabe the uh, sniper? We have double a sniper him. guy. No, the, the kid. Him. Kusa, no, Kusakabe. Ku, no, that's Midorikawa. All right, is he the double? He's sniper? not the double sniper. Who is he then? He's a shooter. You remember early on in the series that uh, when Yuma fought that kid, the, he's the little kid who taught Yuba Yuma the the grasshopper. Oh, nice. I don't remember that, man. That was it was way early. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, he hasn't done. Uh, he shows up. He's in the rank. He's not in the rank. So he never team. actually fights. You haven't. We haven't yeah, seen we have. him. He, he, so what is he? Do you Yuma remember? Yuma beat him a bunch of times. He's in the area. Oh, shit. For real? Yeah, it was in an early. So arc. he's an attacker. It was when uh, there's this little tiny arc where Osamu just had this like reputation and stuff. So and Midorika was a little shit. So he was. Yeah, he wanted to he shit wanted, on him. Yeah, yeah that yeah, kid. Yeah. And he's an A-ranker. He's in the number four squad. He's an attacker for a rank number four. But he's not the leader. He was picking on Osamu, and then Mm -hmm. Yuma Yuma came in. and and Yeah. Yeah, he let him win the first game. I remember that. I remember that. Um, I don't remember. I guess he was an attacker. Yeah, he was an attacker. attacker. Whatever. He's a fucking lame boy. Uh, (laughs) uh, What's his name? Dealt with him. He he beat one of the neighbors in the invasion arc. I believe that. But he ain't beat you. He helped. We, he helped beat him. Yuma, <laughs> you know, you know what happened. Yeah, I do. Um, but yeah, I guess we're gonna meet the rest of his squad, which is pretty cool. Um, dragon with the chicken body. <laughs> yeah, dragon head chicken body. 
Yeah. Uh, world trigger, fire as usual. Um, chapter of the week, though, for me, it's got to be Dr. Stone. I got to give it to him. That was the best twist. I, I that was the we had a lot of shit happening this art this um this week, but that's the first twist that had me go like oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild, and you know I I really did not expect them to do something like that. Yeah, it was so a pretty soon. epic reveal too, because like the first thing you see when you turn the page. That's the thing about digital format is that you only see it one page at a time. Yeah. So if they do like a splash page like they did with Ryusui's like stone body, like his face just made out of stone, it's just like all the more surprising. You're like, what? You oh, turn the page and there's oh. fucking Ryusi, and then it's yeah. like Matt is like a two page spread of everyone else in stone. So, chapter of the week for me. What do you think for you? What was your favorite? Uh, my Hero Academia. For sure, man. That, it, was, it was sick. Well, aside from World Trigger. World Trigger. Even you though didn't I didn't read it. it. So uh, I didn't read it, but I just can't. read it now, and it's already yeah. the best. But <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, Hero Academy. No. Um, no. I just think that was a really. Uh, nice little wrinkle they added to Toga. She needed the power up. I thought it was real corny for her to just be a stealthy copycat type of person. I yeah. think Black Widow's corny. That's why. So she doesn't have that power though. Why do you have to bring Black Widow? Because <laughs> it's the same shit. You know, it's not. She's she doesn't a, transform. Oh, into I'm people. a really sleek, fast, strong. Yeah, girl. but at least Toga transforms into people. That's like a thing. Yeah, but if she didn't do it. anything else with it. It was just for yeah. the sake of you know stealth and. Yeah, that's like not bad. What not spy everyone spy stuff. Not, spy stuff, bro. Black Widow trash. But now, <laughs> now, Josh doesn't like subtlety. He doesn't like he doesn't like nuance and powers. Oh my he god! Wants, I will like, watch Law and Order if I want to see subtlety. You know what I mean? Some some Law and Order is not subtle. <laughs> it's not. That was a terrible <laughs> example. But you still get my point. Come on, I, man. Whatever. I want to see some regular ass people take down some other regular, regular ass people. She's not even I'm regular. Good. She's like a ninja. Basically. No, now she's not regular. Because she got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's popping now, bro. We'll move on to our American series now. Uh, we're going to start with Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Uh, 20.hu, yeah. the, the hunted tie in featuring uh, Vulture. Let me tell you something before we uh, start this. Never liked the Vulture that much. I thought he was always a, one of those lame, you know, Marvel villains. Same way DC has some lame villains. He's just one of those fucking cornballs. And I thought that... <laughs> <laughs> I like this. But um, I thought <laughs> I, I thought that maybe I would read this and, and be like, yeah, you know what? This He's deeper than this. No, he's just even more a piece of shit than I imagined. Yeah, he's just a piece <laughs> of garbage. This is, a chapter, this is the issue where you find out that he's just garbage person. Um, completely through and through he's, the movie vulture was cooler than this guy man Holy yeah shit i mean at least like that it's a character flow they're taking advantage of uh basically he's uh he's flying through the skies with his new with his new crew here uh he's he seems to have uh, gotten all the uh the confidence of the other super villains on this forest thing wherever they are they're in Central Park, right? Where yeah, Central Park. Okay, yeah, <laughs> all right. That's <laughs> Nah, it, it's a lot going on, man. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't catch that up front. <laughs> no, Central Park is really big. This is super realistic, actually, like the situation. You know, most of the time, it's just not. Yeah. Unless they're, like, paying a lot of attention, like Secret Empire. Like, remember in the beginning, how everything was like, okay, yeah, this is exactly how. There was no way they was going to make it. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I got, I got the same vibe here. Uh, basically, uh, Vulture gets a bunch of other people captured, and then he 
flies off to uh, Arcade's mansion thing. Uh, they they sit down for a little chat, uh, and Arcade talks about talks to Vulture about giving him an advantage. Uh, he seems to have like it's at first it seems like he betrayed uh, Craven and created this little out for these these villains to go. They have this little disruptor thingy that they can use on the hunters, and uh, it 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 causes delay in the programming, so it's harder to pilot these things. It is an actual lag switch. The king <laughs> of legend that all salty gamers complain about. Yeah. The real fucking deal. Yeah, lag switch all day, every day. And um, Falcon, it, he basically says, okay, so we, I only made one of these, and uh, if you want... If you want to use it, you're probably gonna to have to sacrifice a bunch of people to make. Yeah, it work. he was he was saying that the, the whole point is that it gets stronger every time you kill, you know, one of the uh, what do you call it, the hunters, the hunters yeah. one of those hunter robot things, so you could get the equipment from them, mm-hmm. whatever. So it, there's incentive for him to make it stronger, but yeah. in the process, you know, there's so many of them, of course, that are probably gonna people die. Are gonna die. Yeah, there's gonna be casualties, but not the vulture. <laughs> yeah, the vulture <laughs> has it on. He's the guy in charge. Uh, so he takes it and he actually runs with it, and he's gonna get all these people killed while also killing like a bunch of hunter people. Uh, and turns out this was also part of Craven's plan uh, to manipulate him. So I guess this is just to make this a little easier for them. I'm not sure if Arcade is his like prisoners, like like no pri- prisoner henchman. He just hired him, right? He's yeah, he's just hired him. Okay. Arcade seems to be not ha- not unhappy to be there. Yeah, right. He's yeah, he's kind of chilling. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's, it's a pretty simple story. Uh, it's not as heart, it's not as heartstring tuggy as uh, Gibbon. Hey, <laughs> man, Gibbon. R.I.P. Holy shit, yo. Uh, and we get a little like side story as well about Vermin, and how there's so many of him. Uh, dirty, simple, dirty, 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 dirty. <laughs> simple story. Dirty, dirty. Uh, Arcade just injects him with a thing and he clones it, which is kind of sad. They try to make us feel bad about this guy. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) First, (laughs) come on, man. He is gross, but also I felt a little bad. He's a full-on villain, though. I know, but this, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure he had (laughs) moments. There's no way. Like, he's been in the series, right? Yeah. He's had his chances, bro. No, yeah, he sucks for sure. But he's filthy and this Whack ass arcade nigga made more of him, <laughs> and it's, it's just the way he did mess. it. He Ew, just, yeah, it's part of it. No, uh, it's just the way they did it. Look at it; like he's growing out of himself. It's pretty sad. Oh god, it's yeah, it's real gross and sad. But he won't be lonely. But he's anymore. not lonely anymore. So I guess it's, I guess this is a happy ending. Whatever. In the long run, for him. Ooh. But <laughs> hope Spider Man murders every single one of them, man. That'd be funny if like the ne- if we open up Spider Man number twenty one and snap like, just, necks like, everywhere. Like, just everyone's on the floor. But uh and he's like, I gotta take a shower before I even <laughs> go do anything else. Uh <laughs> but yeah, that was bad. Uh, that was a uh, Spider Man. Pretty uh, pretty simple little story. Yeah, it was just a you know it, it was it, like a lot like a lizard's one where it was kinda like simple. Yeah, it's and not the main Gibbons was story, the saddest and more tie-in. complex one. Yeah, man. Weirdly enough. Never thought I would care about this guy. <laughs> but uh, now we're um, we're gonna move on to Batman number seventy and Josh, you're taking over here. From oh here, God, yeah. yeah. So as I read this one today when I was at work, 
and um, it's super duper easy. Let me go back to the first page because where we left off, Batman had uh, gained the key to awakening him from this uh, fucking nightmare machine that he's been put in by Scarecrow and various other villains, Bane, Batman's dad, all these guys, right? Mm -hmm. So now, mind you, what woke him up was him being so mad and sad. And remember, he he cried. So, you know, Bruce never cried before in a comic. Bruce always cries. I've never seen him cry, bro. Bruce always cries. I'm, he probably did cry. I'm I'm talking ass shit. Men but, cry. Uh, Men can cry. Josh. I'm not saying he can't. I'm not saying he can't. But I've never seen it happen. Listen, anyway. <laughs> so he's dumb tight. <laughs> Needless to say, the first nigga he sees is Riddler, right? And, you know, Riddler does his little thing. You know, oh, riddle me this. Such and such and such. Cracked in the fucking head with his knee. Boom. And he solved his riddle. Oh, yeah, he did solve the <laughs> riddle. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize Oh my God! Yeah, I'll. It's a good. It riddle. was clever. It was a good. Wanna, wanna? Yeah, go for it. All right, whatever, man. Okay, so this is the riddle. He says the director of a company wakes early for a morning flight. He realizes he forgot some papers at work and goes there. In the office, he meets the night watchman, who is leaving for home. The watchman stops the director, tells the director he shouldn't fly. I had a dream last night. The watchman says, "I saw you crash." Takes the director's hand. I saw you, sir. I saw you die. Okay? Talking to the director, right? The director heeds the advice, and sure enough, the plane goes down. The next day, the director returns, gives the... Oh, my God. I need to zoom in. I can't fucking read. The next day, the director returns, gives the watchman a generous bonus. Then he fires him. Uh Uh-huh. Ooh. So then he talks this shit to Batman, and um, he says, "Riddle me this." Oh yeah, riddle me this, right? Riddle me this, Batman. He said, "Riddle me this." Why did the director fire the Watchman? And the uh, after he breaks his fucking face open, he says, "The Night Watchman said he had a dream last night. He was sleeping on the job." Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty sick. Tom King, my guys. Oh, man, if you're not reading it. I don't know how, like, Batman writers get these riddles. Like, anybody who do- who writes for the riddles, is there, like, a, do they have, like, riddle books? riddle masters around the world. And There's just probably, like, like riddle books around. this in the Batman book? Just scattered around the DC offices, just little old riddler, riddle, riddle books. <laughs> Maybe. He's like, I need this book for a riddle, for an issue of Batman. Can you get them? Yeah, whenever the riddlers, yeah, they're just like, <laughs> all right, I right, grab the book. <laughs> let's, let's see where we're going with this, this is like time. like, really old What's book the from the 40s. <laughs> no, it was a real clever riddle. I, I I read it and had one of those. Oh yeah, yeah, true. This, <laughs> I feel like this is the best Riddler stories where it's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's the best review you could give for a Riddler story. It's just like, oh yeah. So he all right. So after yeah okay. So he breaks this guy's face open and he goes into the next room and you got another guy talking that shit. To this him. is Calendar Man. Yeah, he Calendar Man. I don't yeah, I don't know about him, bro. <laughs> I you know he's 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 making some quips and he has his banter and you know it has to do with time because he's Calendar Man. The Batman doesn't give a fuck because he just keeps walking by as he offs himself, I guess. So well, he doesn't kill himself, but he just gives up. Smart guy, smartest guy out of them all. Um, then Batman doesn't even talk to the people anymore. He starts monologuing to Bane as he starts crushing everybody's jaw, chest. What is he doing to the skeleton guy? I don't know. I think the skeleton guy is just that way. Okay, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember him. Well, he's breaking his bones. Um, yeah, he's just he's really upset at Bane, obviously, for what he put it through. He's t- and he's talking a lot of shit about him, man. He's just saying how, like, you a young boy, you know what time it is. I kick your ass mad times. I'm kicking <laughs> all these other people's ass that you put in front of me. All of this shit is light. All right. He's, uh, he's got, yeah, I mean, Batman's pissed. Remember, he was in a nightmare coma for about, what, three human months, right? How, how long was that going on? For? I don't know how long in, in well, story. Long enough for him to been be a long time. this fucking mad, I tell you that. Oh, man, and he pulls up to freeze, and he's still so scared from what happened, I guess, you know, uh, all those months ago when that freeze case when he got his ass beat because Batman was so mad about Catwoman leaving. Even I felt scared for Freeze, to be honest. I felt the fear. He, he, <laughs> he was so shook. All right, so then we have um the ventriloquist, but not the ventriloquist, the guy that holds the ventriloquist, right? He is the ventriloquist. The I guy, the, the no, the puppet's guy. name is uh, Scarface. For real? Yeah. I swear to God, he's not relevant, so it doesn't matter. What's the anyway? Ventriloquist <laughs> is very relevant. He was he was in the original Bane arc. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, um. When they when they went to go get the uh the mask, right? Yeah. Yeah. They had him there. I mean, I'm not saying he's not the Joker. He's a cool villain. I like yeah. I like ventriloquist. He's talking to Bane, and it looks like they're just acknowledging that yeah, bat whatever Batman thinks he's doing, he's not. He's he's going right along the rabbit hole. He's yeah. going right through their plans. Bane is probably naked right now. But as naked, <laughs> right? Why did I think that too? Why do they keep doing that with Bane? Why did he? Why is that? That's his not a new thing, thing he does. I don't know why Tom King has. Yeah, naked it's just a Tom time. thing. Yeah, man. Why is? It's because he's a genius artist, and sometimes they have these, you know. And some people are weirdo. Some people are nudists. <laughs> probably so bug ass. <laughs> All right. So Batman pulls up to the next room, and he says, "I can smell you, Crane." And remember, this is the smell like sweat. You suck. (laughs) Yeah, he. This is one of the chief people he has beef with because he was part of the machine that put him through all those horrors, making him cry. The ultimate offense. Um, (laughs) and he just doesn't care. Oh man, like he made the scarecrow so scared, and I seen this coming, but it was still so crazy, man, because he knows. He's like, ah, man, I'm just going through this nigga's plans. I didn't know Batman was going to get this tight. You can see it in his face. Yeah. Then Batman's just behind him like, get the Vaseline. Get the Vaseline. Oh, my God, man. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't want to know what happened. Just know it was bad for the Scarecrow. For sure, for sure. Then these two... Big dumb niggas pull up. Solomon <laughs> Grundy. Grundy. Who's whose enemy is that? Is that Batman's enemy? Yeah, Solomon never... Grundy is. Okay, a okay. okay. Enemy, I wasn't right? sure. I didn't know if it was Superman's or somebody else's. Anyway, I don't know who this other guy is. He uh, looks like Bane with Amygdala. pants on. <laughs> yeah, Bane with <laughs> pants on. <laughs> <laughs> he looks exactly like because he's muscular, bald, and pants. So yeah, you know, not Bane obviously because nah. he's not naked. Yeah, he's not fucking butt ass naked. <laughs> yeah, Amygdala. <laughs> Yeah, Batman's getting ready. He gets knocked to the floor, but he didn't really get knocked to the floor. Oh, Maybe man. he just took a nap after beating the shit out of these two guys. Oh, man. Batman went on a tangent. He's just laughing. Yeah, he started laughing. Oh, yeah. He's going crazy, man. He's losing it. He pulls up to Harvey. And remember, he's still salty at Harvey for, for, for what he did. Um, and was that in Detective Comics, right? Uh, Yeah. 
That counts. They're the same. Yeah. No, yeah. It's canon. Yeah, because you could see he's like, he, he even he even says something about, like, he says something slick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you are. Yeah, like, dude, you. I could trust you, so I'm going. <laughs> he th- Yeah, I, I, I think it was I think it was a shot at what just happened recently. He's like, yeah, send a message to Dame. I'm going to come and whoop your ass, too. I'm coming with my set, and we're going to kick your ass. Yeah, he yeah he did say, he said, I'm coming with an army. The Justice League, all three of them. My Robin. Scene Titans, the to Bat me, Family. Robins. Everybody, bro. <laughs> and then they had this. So is this a prayer? I don't prayer? know who this guy is. It's definitely a poem, but it seems like a prayer. I guess. I don't know. Be me among people, yo. It's clever. He doesn't get beat up. Yeah, Batman just, spares him. Because he's not really <laughs> doing anything. He's not getting in his way. But who is this guy? He's just monologue, you know, he's just I'm not even gonna repeat it. It's, but he's basically just saying that yeah, Batman's about to come tear shit up. Tear, he was out tear, of commission for tear, a little while. I don't how, we don't even know tear, how many days he tear, was out for. Tear, tear, who knows tear. what the state of the city is like? Yeah. Right? Who knows? Maybe it's Bane City now. We're yeah, we're gonna get into that because uh DC Year of the Villain special. Oh my god, did I just call it? Well I guess we're about to find okay. out. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> that's D- the la- that's the one I didn't um get to. DC released this uh this big special issue, kinda I guess to bring in what they're calling the Year of the Villain, which is what they did what four years ago, but whatever. Uh DC's Year of the Villain, uh Lex Luthor. It's it's a a lot to like uh, it's like teasing future events. Uh, we get like three little stories uh, by Scott Snyder, Brian Michael Bendis, and James Timmy and uh, the fourth. All of them, by uh, you know, the first story is uh, is the Justice League esque story. It's actually pretty wild. Um, we a lot a lot of shit happens in these few pages. We open on uh, the White House. Uh, Amanda Waller is walking towards uh, the Oval Office, hoping to speak to the president. She opens the door, and Lex Luthor and the entire Legion of Doom are there, and they fucked up everyone in the room. Uh, Naturally. Mm-hmm. And they also smacked... Nobody the- in the White House has superpowers. No. <laughs> Except for Captain Adam, but he wasn't in this room. No, he wasn't. Uh, and then, uh, they smacked the shit out of Amanda Waller, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get out of my she face! I deserve that, man. <laughs> I don't uh, think anybody was upset about that. Then Lex Luthor goes back to Metropolis, and he's like, y'all got to get the fuck out of here because things, everything is going to get real, real quickly. And it does. Uh, the entire U.S. military seems to show up at his doorstep with Captain Adam. Uh, and uh, we we get this big-ass page, like splash page of Bane and a bunch of, and like Thomas Wayne. I guess this is he's 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 saying that you know like every everything that's happening in all of these other stories and all these other heroes' lives it's all towards one purpose, which is oh yeah, Brain- yes, that's Brainiac, what I want. Brainiac reveals that uh, yes. Well, through he talk he's talking to Brainiac, who's in his office, and he's like, I've dismantled my entire fortune. I've given all my resources to the villains, like all over the world. So everybody's gonna be facing off with much stronger villains with a lot more money and more uh, technology. And uh, as Captain Adam and the rest of the military show up to arrest Lex, uh, Lex is like, well, uh, I'm going to kill myself now, and he just explodes. Which seems to be a part of his plan. 
I don't know what the fuck. That means probably didn't know. kill himself. No, but. probably not. But wow, it's a real cool way to get out of dodge, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to explode your own building. Uh, I trust Lex. <laughs> Is he the smartest guy? He's smarter than Bruce. Yeah, I guess I would say marginally so. probably. Yeah, I would say so. I don't know. Who knows? The, the smartest people in the any given comic book universe change from generation to generation. You know, it's very different. Uh, then we get this uh, little Leviathan one by Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, it starts with Green Arrow uh, fighting Merlin, who, uh, if you know from the Arrow TV show, is like his arch enemy. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> now you do. Um, Batgirl shows up as well, and uh, they take Merlin in, but uh, it doesn't work out very well because one of Leviathan's robots that we saw in Action Comics shows up and blows them the fuck up too. Lots of explosions. Uh, we uh, we cut open to uh, Barbara's waking up, and there's this weird villain. We can't really see him. He's obstructed by darkness and stuff. Uh, he looks like that guy from Star Wars, man. Darth Vader? No, maybe I'm thinking of something. No, not Darth Vader. He kind of does, but not really. That's not what I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Barbara, ba- he basically goes on this whole spiel how like uh, su- superheroes aren't really working uh, despite all their sacrifices and stuff. Uh, and it it's he reveals that Leviathan's like real goal is to try to find a new way to approach things. Like he's he's making the argument that he's not a villain, these Leviathan people, but they're actually heroes as well. So who the fuck knows uh, <laughs> what's even happening? Uh, I mean, he's obviously an adversary. Yeah, he, you know, he's maybe he's got a point. He probably has a good point, but who knows? Mm. Well, we'll have to see. Um, we get a little page with Bruce Wayne um, watching all these events unfold, and uh, Damien pops up, and I'm not exactly sure what he means by this, but he he tries to tell Bruce to try to help him prove that this new Leviathan threat isn't Red Hood. Because I guess suspect number one is Red Hood. And whoever that girl is on the right side. That's uh, the Leviathan chick. Oh. Um, and I think the last story here is with the Justice League. Uh, it's, it's a pretty short story. They're essentially uh, planning on calling literally every hero in the DCU, which is pretty cool. This two-page spread is fucking fire! Uh, and uh, Perpetua is also awake, and she seems to want to uh, bring in the Batman who laughs in on this, uh, in her plan. And she seems to have saved Lex as well, because Lex is just in this pod in her lair or wherever the fuck she is. So the year of the villain begins now, and it's going to be this event cross across the entire DCU. There's going to be a lot of tie-ins to this. A lot of series are going to be tying into villain of the year. A uh, year of the villain, sorry. So, yeah, I guess we're going to be, this is what, the, the bulk of what we're going to be talking about DC-wise until, I guess, Doomsday Clock comes out. It's going to be a lot of Year of the Villain stuff. Uh, but yeah, a lot of uh, foreshadowing. Looking forward to seeing what's going on. Uh, we're going to move really quickly to uh, War of the Realms, number three. Uh, we haven't talked about War of the Realms yet. Uh, basically, the gist of this is, I think this is supposed to be the capitulation of all of Jason Aaron's Thor run. 
and um, basically all the realms in Thor's universe basically are converging on Earth and they're fighting all the heroes. Everybody's got a different role. And number three takes place after the battle in New York. They're all in the Avengers Tower and they're trying to figure out what their next stage is in the plan. Uh, last week we covered it where uh, Daredevil had Heimdall's sword. Mm-hmm. And this time we this issue we find out how he got it. Uh, he was with Heimdall in Asgard and he took up uh, Heimdall's sword and got all his powers. So he can yeah, see Heimdall could relate to him because he's blind now, right? Yeah, Heimdall is a blind person as well. So Did that happen in Ragnarok or whatever? What do you mean? In the, in the comic. I never, I never read the Ragnarok comic, so no. I couldn't know. Uh, meanwhile, in Jotunheim, uh, Jotunheim. <laughs> Captain America, Spider-Man, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Wolverine have uh, traveled to Jotunheim to find Thor. Uh, and uh, they they fly in, they come in on flying horses, and immediately one of them horses is dead. Yeah, and Luke Cage just gets smoked immediately. Yeah. Giant fro- uh, frost giants are shooting giant arrows at him. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Also, meanwhile, cool. in Svartenheim, I I'm gonna fuck this one up. Svar, Svar, the realm of the dark elves. Svartenheim. 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 Elf world. They show up uh, to to f- destroy the dark Bifrost that uh, that Malekith is using to uh, to get around. Uh, evil version of the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, it's uh, it's Lady Freya, which is Thor's mom, teamed up with Blade, Punisher, and She-Hulk. Uh, meanwhile, Malekith and the Ghost Rider. Oh, and yes, and uh, and Robbie Reyes is Ghost Rider. Uh, meanwhile, on Midgard, which is Earth, uh, <laughs> Malekith has killed the Black Knight and taken his sword, and he's taken he's destroying all of England and making it new Svartenheim. Wait, who? All right, who is this guy? Black Knight. Is he, uh, I know. don't know. Okay. <laughs> I just want to not be alone there. Okay. Uh, and then... Is the Black Sword important? Yes. The Black Sword is one of the strongest weapons in the Marvel Europe. Does it do something in particular? Well, it kills Venom right here, if you just if you read this right. No! <laughs> uh, I hope that's not what happened. I've seen, <laughs> I seen it, but I don't think he did fucking die. Oh, my God. No, he didn't die. Obviously. Well, you know, he's not going to be gone forever. I've seen him on the page of the yeah, he's he's still yeah. around. He just got murked. Sorry, like I would have just liked him to beat up Malekith. Okay, so uh, then Captain Marvel shows up uh, to save the Black Knight right on time with Captain Britain, uh, Venom, Deadpool, Bucky, the Winter Soldier, Sif, and the Wolverine Hulk. Big question mark. No, this this is a thing because a long time ago they teased this character who is both Wolverine and Hulk. In the in all '90s comic book style of just making a big burly dude with a lot of knives, it's ridiculous, and I know nothing about it. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was waiting for the drop. Like, <laughs> all right, where's he? You don't know. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, Venom immediately tries to attack Malekith. He got gully, man. That's why I love Venom. That's why he's my favorite character, mm. bro. And meanwhile, back on Asgard, uh, the Rainbow Bridge that they're trying to reconstruct is under attack by Black Elves. And uh, Daredevil, Heimdall, Jane Foster, and the Destroyer uh, are fighting against it. Uh, it's not enough. Back on Avengers Mountain, Iron Man and Shuri uh, are are trying to build new weapons for the army ba- uh, with uh, the dwarves that we actually see in earlier in uh, Jason Aaron's run of uh, of uh, Thor. But uh, the uh, 
these bad guys, the frost giants, are showing up at the at the mountain, so they're in trouble. Uh, the agents of Wakanda are being are trying to take down Roxxon, who is in league with Malekith. Uh, even Namor is fighting all these fucking. Yeah, people. he's in the ocean fighting flaming sharks. That uh, Roxxon had taken over Antarctica. Mm-hmm. So the secret agents of Wakanda are just you know they holding that down, I guess. Yeah, and uh, Wakanda itself is under attack, and mm-hmm. we get this cool by the full- angels. Uh, of heaven? What? <laughs> hey, what? Bro, it's so weird. Hell is icy, right? Mm-hmm. Heaven has evil people in it. I, I don't get it. I don't what know. the fuck is going on with this Thor world, bro? There's a lot of things. That's why we, we're we reading Thor, Jason Aaron's Thor run. Is so. Mephisto from that no, fire world? No, Mephisto's the literal devil. But why wouldn't the literal... Anyway, that's why um, everything Mephisto gets involved in sucks, but not this. This is actually pretty cool. The next thing is we see in New York, uh, the Fantastic Four are holding it down on Midgard, fighting, being the Fantastic Four. Fucking cool. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that time. Yeah. Oh, that's the next Fantastic Four issue, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Meanwhile, in Jotunheim, they they defeat all the Frost. There's a lot of jumping around in this, too. Svartenheim, they arrive at the Bifrost, uh, which, which is a detail that is uh, gone over in the other series, in the other tie-ins. Yeah, we're going to touch on that. Uh, Venom is defeated by Malekith. Oh, God. He gets his ass beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real bad. <laughs> yeah. What is he stabbing with a flaming sword and just... One of the troll, one of the him. one of the dark elves, uh, suicide bombs like the rainbow bridge, so that's fucked up too now. Yeah, they broke the mm-hmm. the real bifrost. So. And uh, you know now, uh, Lady Freya and her team are getting surrounded by these weird alligator things with dark elves on them. And uh, I, the issue ends with uh, Team Jotunheim finally finding Thor. His arm is gone, and his hammer's destroyed. His metal arm that replaced the arm that he lost is now gone as well. Yeah. And his so, hammer's in pieces, right? We knew that, though. Yeah, but he has, like, mad hammers, so this could probably not even be a problem. Oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah, m- yeah, Mjolnir is not that... That's how you say it, right? Mjolnir, yeah. Mjolnir? Okay. Thor's hammer is not what it used to be. He has plenty, and he has... Many yeah, weapons. we'll get... We don't know right. exactly, because we haven't been keeping up with Jason Aaron's run, but we will know soon. He's got that axe. Yeah, he has do mad... cool shit, too? He has a ton of shit. Yeah. He has, like, a bunch of hammers, but we, we don't know why there's so many hammers. All of you do, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but anyway, that's where War of the Realms ends, and um, yeah, we're gonna really quickly cover uh, Strike Force. Oh man, uh, too bad we gotta cover. Yeah, because we're like running a little long, but uh, it's basically the in between stuff that we didn't get to see of how these teams were formed and how they got to their various places. There's like a lot of villain information. There's one in particular that's led by Punisher. I, I think that's the most interesting. This them, is Lady right? Freyha's team. Yeah, uh, she's she's got the Punisher and She Hulk and all them, and uh, she seems to respect the Punisher quite a bit because you know, the Punisher is a soldier. He understands that this is like he's in war, and these other superheroes might be a little too unique, uh, uh not unique, uh, naive to really do what needs to be done. I guess. Yeah, or they're just facing things that they're you know they're they're struggling with their own problems and it might get in the way of whatever they have to fight. To yeah. With. But long story short, essentially she gathers this team uh, and to test them, she launches them into their own little nightmares, little de- in, inner demons that they have to face. Uh, late, She-Hulk uh, with her 
contentions with her cousin, the actual Hulk, like the original Hulk. Um, Robbie Ray is not feeling worthy of the Ghost Rider title. Uh, Blade constant Blade being afraid of eventually becoming the Vampire Lord. Uh, but they all like pretty much go through their their demons pretty easily. Punisher ends up killing all of them as his demons, which is <laughs> yeah, which is strange. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they they pretty much pass the test, and Freya is like, "All right, let's go, uh, let's go to Svartalfheim." And then they just they get there real fast. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, because we all we saw this information in uh, in War of the Realms three. Yeah. So we cut to them just at the uh, the black Bifrost. And uh, what is this black sword thing that she does? I don't know. Okay, so basically the point that she makes with the Punisher and why she why Captain America said that oh you should take him on his mission is because she was scared that. Because she had a vision of herself having to absorb, I guess, or, or take a part of her, the dark Bifrost, and it might turn her into something evil. So, we don't know. They're not. They're kind of like open ended with it. So um, Frank is basically telling her, like, listen, like the point of what we're doing here is to win. You know, to to win the war and, and, and do what we got to do. He's yeah. saying, I don't. You know, we don't. He's saying, I don't care what you end up having to turn into. You know, just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna always tell you, yo, do what you got to do. And it, it just boils down to that. You know, it was mm-hmm. just a moment of trust for them. And that's where the respect came from. Because, she, you know, Frank Hass was a real nigga. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, and the and the other guys basically understand that to a certain extent as well because of their own personal demons. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, the first Strike Force tie, uh, tie-in. Um, this is pretty cool. Uh, very well-written stuff. Brian Hill, who writes Hawkman, actually wrote this one. So, oh, pretty, uh, pretty cool. Um, yeah. Pretty positive. We'll see where War of the Realms goes. So far, it's been actually pretty good the entire event. So uh, yeah, it has been. I I thought it was gonna be kind of lame, but this has been like a hundred times better than Infinity. I don't know about that. You you liked Infinity? What are you talking about? Wait, which Infinity? The event that just happened. That's Infinity Wars. You scared me. You thought I thought you were talking about the John Hickman one. Hell no. That was called John, that was called Infinity. See? Oh, it was. Oh god, <laughs> I did not mean to say that. <laughs> uh, no. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know. Very good. It got us into Thor comics again, I guess. Uh, yeah, so. I just I just wrapped up uh, Thor God Bomb. Uh, Sick. Best yeah. art ever. Yeah. Uh, all right. But that's going to wrap it up for our comics section. Thank you guys for listening in. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espin on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram. You know it. Saucy Brian Bossy on uh, pretty much any social media pl- platform. Uh, I have been Christian Espinall. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. See you next week. Also, you know, email us some shit to do for next week. Uh, we need some things to do. Yeah, we got to fill the gaps with the manga because mm-hmm. uh, they, you know, won't show up next week. So a lot of American comics and uh, whatever else you want us to talk about. Yeah. Manga or comic related. All, All right. right. Later, guys. Peace. <laughs> Sweet babe, the cheese is oozing. Let's do it.